0: And I'm Austin. And we're a married couple who are embarking on the journey of watching all 25 of the Hallmark Christmas movies
1: this season. I'm super excited because I have been watching Hallmark Christmas movies for many years and I finally convinced Tara to get on the bandwagon and watch them with me with the caveat of we had to podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> I only agreed to
0: do this because I get to podcast and snark about it. <laughs> so this movie that we're watching today we've got it queued up is called christmas under the stars it played last night on the hallmark channel which was november 16th and we have our blurb that has been given to us by hallmark and we will read the blurb and then
1: we're going to make our predictions of what we think the movie is going to be about so nick loses his high finance job right before christmas lost he takes a gig at a tree lot where he beats julie and her son matt All right,
0: so we have three names here, so we have a good starting point. This is one of the businessman realizes the true meaning of Christmas movies. uh, That should follow certain formulaic plot things. Um, Did you have any predictions specific that you think are going to happen here?
1: Well, I definitely can tell that our target audience for this movie is a single mom because this is going to be a guy that all single moms need to fall in love with like the Mm -hmm. dream single mom dad. So he loses his high finance job. This is called Christmas under the stars. So my prediction is he ends up homeless and has to live at a camp. Mm -hmm. And that is why they have Christmas under the stars. (laughs) I do not think that that will happen. (laughs) Um,
0: I think that, well, I I have a a couple of things. I think the basic plot line here is going to be a love hate storyline that it The woman, she's a single mom. When she meets uh, Nick, she's going to be irritated with him because he's going to be irritated that he has to be there at the Christmas tree lot because he doesn't really understand what all the hubbub is about Christmas. So they will clash, but then they will also keep running into each other,
1: at which point they will fall in love somehow. So I think what's going to happen is he um, takes a drive after he loses his big job and winds up in a small town where he's Mm -hmm. like hard on his luck. And someone at a diner says, well, if you need some work, I've got a job for you over at the tree lot. And this guy has probably never worked with his hands other than at a keyboard a day in his life. So he's going to learn like the value of like working with your hands and manual labor Mm -hmm. of like and how that gives you time to think and reflect. But he's going to be kind of like bumbly about it. Mm -hmm. And he's going to meet Julie Julie. Mm -hmm. and her son, Matt. At the tree lot. Right. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do think there has to be something where the community is helping him make it. And so there's going to be some other character that he is either staying with, whether it's like an innkeeper or just like a good neighbor that's got an extra room that is somehow like the best friend of or related to Julie. Ah, that way they can keep running into each Mm -hmm. other. And um, how do you
0: take an interaction that happens once at a tree (laughs) lot and turn it into a budding romance? Uh, the rest of my predictions are all little things. They're not necessarily major plot points. So anytime there's a child, precocious child, this is, it's just, it, there's, there's, I guess there's sweet, cute child. I think this will be precocious child. Maybe that's just wishful thinking because they like that. <laughs> I think that there will be a tree lighting ceremony at some point in this movie where we yes. like have the moment where we plug the trees in and, and it's lit. I think there will be a music montage Um, At some point to transition from like between acts in the play or acts in the movie, something where we're watching a set of things happen to Christmas music. And then finally, I do also think that when the final kiss happens, it will happen in front of a Christmas tree outside under the stars
1: oh yeah because i was trying to figure out like what is this christmas under the stars going to connect to the lot so, outside and i think it's going to be like he sets up something where he lights all the christmas trees left over at the lot mm-hmm. and like makes it like a little magical romance dreamland for them oh, for that final yeah. kiss yeah
0: for her and her son because he's going to be in both of their lives forever
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> well i guess it's time to find out unless we have any other closing thoughts I don't think so. I'm
0: ready to see... This one, I was a little less sure of what... Yeah, this really could go a lot of different ways, so I'm not too hopeful that we'll be right, but let's see if we were on
1: any of these points. All right, let's see if it ends up uh, being where he's just uh, a tree lot guy who sets up a magical kiss at the tree lot, or if he ends up being homeless, and that's why they are (laughs) having (laughs) Christmas under the stars. Two hours later... And we're back. So we just finished watching Christmas Under the Stars. Which was
0: delightful.
1: Spoiler alert. Probably uh, one of my favorite Hallmark Christmas movies I have ever seen. Of the handful
0: seen. that I've watched, also a favorite but of mine. But I have mine. seen a
1: lot. And I gotta tell you, this one's up there for it me. Was,
0: it was a charmer. And it also surprised me in some places. Absolutely.
1: So. Would Strong you like to tell us what it was about then? Because it's your turn to do the summary. All right. Um, so uh, Nick is a investment banker who took a high risk, which ultimately lost him his job. So he is out uh, of a job and walking the streets kind of aimlessly where he encounters Clem, who is the owner of the Star Top Tree Lot. Clem says, you're real tall, come help, and he ends up offering him a job because he can tell he's down on his luck. So Nick starts working at this tree lot where he then meets Julie. Julie is a science teacher with a son who is actually a foster then adopted son named Matt, and Matt is very sad and so is Julie because they lost uh, Julie's father this past spring. And Julie's father and Clem knew each other, which is why they spent a lot of time at this tree lot throughout the movie. Julie has been hit with this medical debt that she's said she has paid off and she doesn't know how to fight it. So she's going to potentially lose her home. Nick is trying to find another job and learning how to run a tree lot and learning how to identify all the different tree species Julie also is trying to set up a stargazing event for her school's honor students for her grade, and so is working throughout the entire movie to try and get that set up on winter solstice. Through many different interactions at the tree lot, Julie and Nick uh, start talking with each other. They decide to potentially go out on a date, but then change that date up because Matt wants to go to a tree lighting ceremony. And so we uh, have lots of love, (laughs) lots of almosts, and then all of a sudden Julie finds out that Nick used to work for a company that legitimized this medical debt. So they have this brief tiff. Nick gets another job, and he wants to do more social justice investing versus just uh, helping the big machine continue to make lots of money. He gets a job offer. He gets the girl, Clem, who throughout this movie was potentially going to lose his lot because they had sold it to the city doesn't have to retire and is able to save the christmas tree lot after all and they all lived happily ever after under the
0: stars under the stars (laughs) merry christmas all right so our predictions were we
1: right well i can first and foremost say He was not homeless at any point in time. (laughs) Oh, no. Big loss of points for you on that one. (laughs) We were
0: really gunning for that one being accurate. Unfortunately, no, he was not homeless. A little confused about why he needs to take an hourly wage job what kind of investment banker are you if you don't have enough money to get yourself
1: through a few weeks of unemployment yeah i mean he was also about to buy like a hot like a Porsche like our Lamborghini he has a Porsche but he was going to buy another one <laughs> so i don't know i don't know i don't know and he was um, about to go to this like vip apartment complex as well mm-hmm. that's like you have to like interview to get in there it reminded me of Frasier and like one of one of those. Oh yeah,
0: and this does take place in Chicago, of right? course. It's in the city, so very happy to see a movie where the city is not a place where Christmas can't happen.
1: But it, Chicago seems to be the only big city this season where.
0: Because it Christmas. snows in Chicago. Because <laughs> it snows there. So one of the like four or five cities in the U.S. Big enough for a movie setting where it also
1: snows. <laughs> Probably easier to permit for filming as well.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, my One of my predictions about the love to hate relationship didn't really come the way I thought it would there was a moment where they had a conflict and she was like no um, that goes against my values and she basically ices them out but I wouldn't say that that's what I envisioned when I said it was a love to hate relationship so yeah um, or a hate to love I guess I should have flipped that that I thought that they were going to hate each other and then fall in love um, there was a brief musical montage though there was you and were right when they were shifting it was near the end and it was kind of showing them all doing their thing um, very brief, but it did happen. Um, the child was not really precocious. He was just really depressed. He was
1: depressed. very sad. <laughs> he did perk up His towards the end. His granddaddy died. But he and was, it was so sad. it was first Christmas
0: without him. So, yeah, not really precocious. Um, there was a tree lighting ceremony, as there you was. mentioned. So I got that right. And then the other one that I definitely got right, and I feel like I should get four points for this, uh, is the kiss in front of the christmas tree because he, they got a kiss in front of four christmas trees
1: <laughs> and the final shot was them on a balcony and which then is they technically went out to the balcony the stars. and they kissed again <laughs> under the stars yes so i get a point for that one
0: <laughs> because of clem's sort of background um things that he was doing Four Christmas trees ended up at Nick's house and he put them all up and decorated them all. So their final kiss was in front of all four of those Christmas trees. And yeah. I thought that was hilarious.
1: I, I really enjoyed this movie for a variety of reasons. Really good chemistry with all of the characters mm-hmm. and really strong, just acting across all of them. Clem in particular was so heartwarming as a character. Cause here's this guy who's been, Running this tree lot for 30 years is closed off, but also like lends a helping hand, but refuses to accept help. Like You can see that he knows the people that come into his lot. He knows what kind of tree that they like. He knows about their families, Um, and he's just there to help everybody out, and he was just such a sweet man. I had to look up the names of
0: these actors, so Clem is played by Clark Peters. Um, He was phenomenal in this movie. I think he He actually is what made this movie. He Mm -hmm. was charming. He was he was not the love interest, but his love story with his wife, who he was with for 41 years. They met on Christmas. They got married on Christmas. Right. Was that them?
1: Um, Um, Yeah, because it was a dog ran into a tree lot. (laughs) Yes. And uh, that they found each other at this tree lot. And it was on Christmas Eve. their love all surrounded and they named the dog bethlehem because he was the star that led them together
0: yes there was definitely a star motif throughout
1: very strong it was really well woven but not like hit you over the head because there was like a
0: bethlehem star thing but also julie was an astronomy teacher or a science teacher and they were focusing on the stars and going and viewing the stars so we had that science teacher astronomy star angle as well so i kind of liked how both of those were going on yeah um so Clark Peters um I would love to see him in many more movies he was charming um Autumn Reeser is the female love interest uh Julie I also thought she was adorable she was so good I wanted her hair (laughs) my hair will never be where her hair
1: is well it was I think why we probably also really like this movie is it like connected with us personally on a lot of levels One, we've got the teacher element that aligned and like Sensible Shoes were in this one again. Lots of Sensible (laughs) Shoes,
0: a favorite of mine and um also a good teacher like like
1: oh, you, the first thing she was doing was like a post-it exercise and you're like that's a real activity that teachers right do. normally
0: these teacher scenes are really fake but she was doing like they were writing their ideas on the post-it notes to put them on the board i was like that's a real thing that we do <laughs> no i thought that was cute and then the male lead is jesse metcalf i know that's a name that i recognize yeah. but as not being a wb person or um, a big movie watcher. I, I don't know what I've
1: seen him in. Yeah, I can't recognize him from anything, but delightful all around. But again, that's not going to hold me back from snarking on this movie. No,
0: no. I mean, he <laughs> did do the suit thing and the like tree hauling um, yard guy kind of thing really well. So he was a great lead in this role and his chemistry was pretty good with everybody. So yeah. I did enjoy him as well but i think clem and julie really stole they, they the stole movie. the show yeah. they stole it um so were there any other of your predictions before we really move into the snark
1: um he didn't really like learn of the value of a hard day's work but he did fumble a little bit as he was learning the tree lot business like he came in and like designer like pea coat and stuff day one and Clem's <laughs> like here use this work shirt of he mine. <laughs> got to flannel pretty quick <laughs> so um well,
0: yeah. did I mean did would you say that being on the tree lot inspired him or learning and meeting the people that he met inspired him to then want to work in the social justice aspect of his field or was that more his interactions with Julie or was that colonel already kind of bubbling before I
1: think it was all of it. I think that it was seeing the value of like learning who people are and that these kinds like this kind of business of investment banking and bundling debt and structuring debt have an impact on like everyday lives. And so I think you know the theme running throughout this movie is like accept help from others because you e- all all of these people are fairly generous except right. for Nick but he learns how to be generous. Right. Well, actually they, I think at the end of the movie, they all
0: have these major crises mm-hmm. and they're all solved by each other as like, they give gifts at various points, but they really, the gifts that they give each other are help in some way, in some sort of non-tangible way. So Julie, um, is able to give like they, well, Julie just, what does she give?
1: um, she helps, so Clem hurts himself towards the end of the film. Right. And, and he can't open Clem the tree lot. And
0: they keep it open and they let the thing run in his house. Yeah, absence. so she was
1: able to do that and then Nick decorates for Clem because he d- hasn't decorated since his wife has passed away. Clem gives Nick his Christmas trees, four of them right, in his uh, apartment because he hasn't had a Christmas tree since his mom passed away
0: right, and they they get Julie's debt forgiven. well, she didn't really have the debt they she had paid her father's debt, but then there's some sort of error, and so they were telling her that that she had not paid it, and then it got bought out by another company, and that company is the company that Nick had worked as an investment banker for not not the company he worked for, but he was the banker that did their buying and selling or whatever investment bankers do. <laughs> and so he was able to pull some strings and get that debt take like get that corrected so she didn't have that debt looming over her. And then they also saved the Christmas tree lot. For Clem. so there's this sort of moment at the end of the movie where it's like and i saved your thing and i helped you with this thing and isn't it wonderful everything is saved hurrah it's christmas our problems and you know have what i was so into it i was like yeah you did oh my god it like all happened very very quickly yeah so i thought that was a little much it, the it was
1: i mean it was a deep deep net they wove mm-hmm. and uh They had to tie it up real quick at the end there, but it wasn't the most rushed ending I've seen from Hallmark. No.
0: So that ends our predictions, but let's get into the snark. So what snarkable moments did you find in this movie that you might want to talk about? Or do you want me to start? Um, You're welcome to start. Uh, I mean, I guess I don't know that I have a whole lot of snarkable moments as much as moments of gushing happiness for this movie, because I love that the main character is a teacher. I love that she's a science teacher on top of that. I love that she's a freaking foster parent. Uh, I I think that's a new-ish thing in a Hallmark movie that she, you know, she to be a parent of a, a single parent of a kid. You can't be a divorcee. You can't be like just a single mom who never married the dad of your kid. So the only acceptable thing is to be a widower, but adopting a kid from foster care is like next level with that. And I love Yeah, I'm enjoying that.
1: that this is happening more and more in each of these. Um, my first snark on this movie is when we see Julie in the school for the first time, That school is decorated so over the top for Christmas. I feel like that is—it's a public school. Uh, I mean, there's a separation of church and state. I got the based on the funding issues that they were having at that school, it felt real public. Well, they weren't really funding issues, except for
0: that. She, so Julie was really good friends with the principal. They hung out a lot. Vice principal? Because or, they sorry. said her. They, they didn't say her name. <laughs> they, they said vice principal. You're the vice principal. Or, oh, look at my friend, the vice principal. They said that several times. Um, and so the the vice principal friend did say that it was a grant that she was given for her project. And that they were going to pay her for the time that was involved. That was part of the grant. That all the extra time she went into doing this was going to then be paid So maybe it was a
1: Christian private school. So
0: maybe it's a private school. And that's why she's... Because as a public school teacher, I've never been paid... I've never been able to pay myself for time out of a grant. You can only buy objects. But I don't know. They might be Chicago. Who knows what they do up there.
1: I also thought, like, while it was a very cute like storyline about the christmas trees clem could barely hobble himself together through a lot of this film how did he deliver four christmas trees to nick i just was like how are these showing up magically and well and nick had his
0: truck at one point and the trees still still showed showed up at his house so (laughs) well so my thought on that was that clem knows everyone right and he knows who he can ask for favors for things so he probably was like Hey Jimmy, you picking up your tree going to the north side of town, you mind dropping this off for me at this address? I don't know how he knew where Nick lived.
1: I, guess I I had the same thought. I was like, how does this man know where he lives? But he is an employee. He pays a minimum, yeah. just above minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And so I think he probably had to fill out, like, his, some like, of... W-2 or something, like, information. I
0: got the sense this was more of an under-the-table kind of situation. Uh, okay. But, I, I mean, I don't know. We don't know the legalities. Then maybe and the Clem
1: stole his wallet at some point, and he's actually just <laughs> way more nefarious than we thought he was. Or maybe
0: Clem has magical powers, and he can see.
1: <laughs>
0: he knows things maybe he's been stalking this guy for a really long time just waiting for the moment when he can bring him in and
1: (laughs) marry him off to julie um so yeah there was not as much snarking content in this film but (laughs) those were a few of mine i also was a like just flabbergasted so clem had been saying this entire movie the whole reason he wasn't ready to retire is because his love of his life had said it was her desire for him to continue fun fact he's a liar oh, yeah. and basically he was like actually she told me to shut it down i, I was, was getting like, did too did i old. hear that right when he said that and i was he like he can't be a lying liar. to us uh yeah Klim is now an unreliable character and that's that's it hard just, it pil- made me challenge my whole world view well you
0: have to think that he was lying for a reason maybe he was lying to himself he's um, you know, there's some complications in why he's still running this Christmas tree lot. What does Clem do the other months of the year? We don't really know. Where, and he
1: he has like a Where does he get these trees? Yeah, because he said so he found like the first year they did it. They found him in a ditch. Didn't he Yeah, they found him in a ditch and I was like, How good are those trees if they're in a freaking ditch? And who did you steal them from? if they're in a ditch because like maybe there was an accident with the tree company and they <laughs> there's took a guy the like tree. dead on this side of the road <laughs> Clem's like take the trees <laughs> we're gonna sell them honey there's also this photo of Clem and his wife that's supposed to be from when they met in 1974 yeah
0: it looks like it was taken last year <laughs>
1: um nothing about this photo is from 1974 the clothing does not read that way the quality of it does not read that way I was like this looks like a photo that they took from any like Aisle on target, mm-hmm. and then put into this frame.
0: Yeah, he he does spend a lot of time with this picture though. It's a very important object to him. One of the gifts that's given to him is actually a new frame for the picture. And there's the cutest scene is where he's sitting there eating his meals, talking to the picture because he's still talking to his dead wife. The whole thing with the wife just really got me, especially when he gave some advice near the end of the movie. He said, don't waste time. Even 41
1: years wasn't enough. That was my like big chill moment for this like, whole no. movie. So it was it, it it tugged on those I want heartstrings. I 41 years with you yeah i I hope we get more than i hope we get more than 41
0: years we're young (laughs) we have time um yeah oh oh, there was
1: something else that i thought was really great about this movie was that the date that they were going to have she asked him out oh that was my favorite part of the movie that was my (laughs) feminist moment was when she asked she knew what she wanted and he went for it
0: yeah, I do. And they never fought their feelings, really. No, they, were, they like, really didn't. leaned into it. Uh, I think that people were giving them a hard time. They're like, yeah, I do have feelings. Which Let's is where it felt
1: really weird with their like false conflict The
0: like zero to 60 in 2.5 seconds because she's like have
1: you ever heard of this like big company and it's the company he ruined Fimler Co Fimler Co and he it was the one where he was working as an investment banker he actually like took risk with their bank they're the big account Mm -hmm. and he screwed it up and so he's like yeah I do know of them in fact that's like what my job was all about and she was like what you condone this behavior you support this And like, to me, I'm like, okay, if I'm a person who knows I've paid my bills and I need help to figure out how to get out of it, I would be like, dude, help me. But she I mean, I kind of had the same thought at first, too, of you just
0: immediately went to you work for this company and she just turns around and leaves and shuts down the whole conversation. But at the same time, I I don't think there's any good investment banker. (laughs) even as like social justice activist investment banker i don't know that still feels people like people gotta
1: have a job it's
0: wrapped up in something yeah but it's all about profits and and she has this sort of it's not to say anti-capitalist because christmas in and of itself is a very capitalist holiday um oh uh, yeah so the yeah. whole thing is about consumption and all of that but she definitely has this moment of almost like class consciousness of like you're one of them and I am one of the people being held down by them. And I cannot, if you buy into that system, then we cannot be together. Um, she doesn't really allow him the room because he's lost that job. And yeah. he's looking for something new. Because before this date, they were sharing their he, yeah, and about he, and he had said They were sharing he had lost their his big job. crises. And they were, they were having this bonding moment. And, you know, yes, he's sad about losing his job but that's also not his job anymore. He doesn't do that anymore.
1: Exactly. So I just so. that was definitely not the worst false conflict I'd seen. And I, what I did like is their false conflict was just this, like she was upset, but then they kind of realized that they still are thinking about each other a lot. Like mm-hmm. that was really nice. The other part that was um, a little weird and like easy writing in my opinion was so she was trying to set up this stargazing event at at a city park for winter solstice but was having issues with the permitting process Mm -hmm. and there was this student in her class mia who was like she was like i can tell she's really bright and smart but she's constantly late to class
0: not yeah and so she's really behind
1: and so she decides to go to this child's home talk to the parent like Mm -hmm. and like best teacher ever let's set all the rest of us up for failure and i was like okay and then the mom's like well actually i work for the city let me see what i can do and like that magically makes the permits happen that felt weird and like corrupt-ish at the same time (laughs) and then also at another point in the movie that mom and daughter Come over to the teacher's Christmas house. Christmas Eve, they come over on oh, Christmas <laughs> Eve right. to
0: turn in that kid's makeup work.
1: So she turns in all of her makeup work, and then the kid stays unsupervised
0: with the teacher. Yeah, that's a big no-no. I sign things that say I am not allowed to do that. <laughs> like,
1: there's just so. Again, maybe it's a Christian private school, and they just but, trust I'm, everybody. I, you know, I think it
0: might be because the things that we're seeing. It just could not happen not happen
1: if it's a public i'm a state school.
0: employee and i know the rules well, and she had this stargazing thing in chicago
1: a very bright city a very bright city
0: <laughs> and i imagine you'd have to get pretty far outside of chicago yeah. in order to not have the lights be in the way now they are using telescopes so they might be able to see a little bit more than they would see
1: but you know when you didn't need normal. a telescope that last shot where we did get to have
0: an actually, a,
1: it was actually an appropriately cgi shooting oh, yeah, star talking about the, the, the other I mean, one that we have seen this season was like
0: i was like, talking
1: about the what was the, it was the, the more kelly you pickler know one, one.
0: <laughs> it was the kelly pickler one where yeah. there was
1: this giant
0: cgi shooting star yeah this is not that <laughs> <laughs> we had normal sized stars
1: yeah <laughs> no so.
0: apocalypse events or anything like that Very cute. And I I did write down one quote that I want to mention. It's a little bit out of context. But I liked the overall message of this movie, which was accept help from others. Giving help is just as important as accepting it when it's given unto you. Um, And then I also liked the human interaction between all of these people and the way that these connections were a little bit deeper than just people who are meeting for the first time. But Clem said, I think it was Clem who was talking about the trees. At the Christmas tree lot, you know, they're dead. And he says, it's like these trees, isn't it? Hunks of wood with pine sap. (laughs) Until we invest some emotion into them, then they mean the world. So it's all about just like our connection with each other. What we put into them, yeah. Yeah.
1: I did enjoy that quote.
0: You know, we're about to watch 20 more movies this season. So I may just be at the beginning of my ride of saying, this is my favorite one so far, but... Having seen a bunch this
1: is definitely up there. So um yeah, there were definitely some good quotes in this in this movie, but most of them weren't because they were bad quotes, but they were just meaningful quotes. So um like even even like the cheesy line that Julie had like she's like I'm just a sucker for a star. <laughs> like just things yeah. like that. That was yeah. just like it it just it worked in this film mm-hmm. a lot. So yeah.
0: good acting Better than average writing, um, charming characters within the story, a really good overall message, some new moments in terms of things that we don't normally see in Hallmark movies, like the woman asking the man out and the adopted child from foster care. Um, we also have a man of color as a major character in the story yeah he class. felt
1: that he he felt more than a supporting actor in this right. movie he had a lot of screen time
0: so i don't know if that's more of a little bit of a nod to diversity you still only have one person of color in the movie yeah. um out of all of those people but um from what i've heard there might be a little more push for that in some of the other movies this season Ooh, okay
1: so, i'm excited but... i doubt we'll see that in some of the upcoming ones <laughs> that we've already been looking at but um yeah i think i I think that ends my snark journey. How about you?
0: Yeah. uh, The only other snark I want to add is we apologize if you can hear our snoring dog in the (laughs) background. Uh, We are real people who live real lives and we do record from our living room slash office. And I have two dogs next to me. One who really wants a belly rub (laughs) and one who is fast asleep with her eyes open and she is snoring. So. Well, we've covered a lot of the things, all of the things, I guess, that we want to cover. So let's move into our final three segments, starting with our review of the The title. title. Yeah. What did you think of the title? So and or would you give it a
1: different title? I mean, stars played a really strong role in this. And so I do feel like Christmas Under the Stars was a really aptly named title for this movie. I did feel like the final scene should have been outdoors mm-hmm. with that title. Um, but I don't know how I like any other title I might have given it would have been something that would have probably come off to like Christian Jesus-y because there was a lot of like st- like Star of Bethlehem mm-hmm. kind of.
0: But we had the astronomy elements. I like that there were multiple layers to the stars, don't think that there's a lot of movies that are going to be in this same type of genre because Christmas usually you're inside so I don't I think this is the perfect movie for this title
1: the only other if I was going to give it an alternate title it would be like indebted for Christmas or something like because it was all about helping <laughs> the others the tree and debt, Help you know like others oh, yeah the... so
0: yeah. Um, yeah I don't think I would give it another title I think I think this one takes it and, and I and because it's it. so
1: good, I'm not like I'm I think that this movie is deserving of a good title. Right.
0: All right. Um will this love last?
1: I am going to say that this love is going to last. I, agree. I think that this is a strong love. I think that because like she seems Julie seems to be, you know, a really grounded individual. Mm-hmm. And I think Nick has really been able to transform into the man he's always wanted to be. He's got his father's support and acceptance finally. Right. And has found out how he can still be.
0: He can use the skills and talents he has. Exactly. And the connections he could, that he has.
1: And that's one of the things I appreciated was like sometimes when people like in, in a Hallmark uh, like coming of moment like coming of age moment they completely just say i'm not doing this job anymore i liked this one because it was like i'm still going to do my job but i'm going to focus it so that it's more ethical and more conscious yeah and so i really appreciated like mm-hmm. that shift it's like he's still going to be an investment banker but it's going to be focused with this new enlightenment he has
0: right i agree i think that they will stay together uh one thing I did forget to mention earlier is that Julie is a teacher. She lives in a very nice house. I don't know if this is because it's her father's house, but she lives in Chicago. We get the sense that like in Chicago proper, in a proper house, not an apartment with a garage on it. So she probably was not going to be able to continue to afford this house. Uh, so she needs the investment banker salary they need to both move into her house he loves the kid they love each other and they can whatever that property is that they've got in Chicago they need to hold <laughs> on to it and they need to hold on to each other
1: so, I think also Matt will become a more precocious child now he can he well there will he's in mourning
0: right he yeah. we don't know what he was like when he wasn't mourning the death of his we grandfather do,
1: because Clem said he laughed all the oh, time he laughed all
0: the time so he may go back to laughing again he has a mommy and a
1: daddy, and a daddy which we know is important in because well, it,
0: well because we <laughs> know that because they kissed once at the end of the movie that they're clearly getting married exactly <laughs> that they are even together at all and not just kissing once and then forgetting about it and our last segment is about our date that we would watch this movie on this is our way of rating the movie so what day would you watch this movie for
1: me This would be a potential. Oh no! Are you gonna say it? Christmas Eve movie. Are you gonna say it? It's gonna be a Christmas Eve movie for me. It would be one that it's like while I'm like getting stuff ready because like Mm -hmm. I've got my Christmas classics that I'm gonna watch Christmas Eve, that are not Hallmark movies. But this would be one that I would definitely be happy to have on on Christmas Eve.
0: I'm gonna watch this one at. 7 p.m. on December 22nd. <laughs> and that's because it's the Sunday right before Christmas. It's a good Sunday evening movie, a good evening time movie to watch with the family, warm and fuzzy, lovely. Um, but maybe not the. it's still not the Christmas Eve movie for me.
1: I'm going to tell you that you wouldn't watch this on that date because we will be watching a different Hallmark movie on that date because there is a There Hallmark will be <laughs> an actual Hallmark. So I'll
0: watch it at 6 p.m. so that it's done by 8 p.m. so that then we can watch the Hallmark movie that comes on at 8 p.m. Does that sound good? That sounds good. We'll go ahead and pencil that into our schedule. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that covers everything for this movie unless you have anything else that you'd like to add.
1: This is definitely one you should add to your watch list. Yeah, even if you're a Hallmark skeptic, we should keep
0: some sort of top few. This is this one, and then the right before Christmas movie are my top two so far out of the four four that we've watched. Yep, so far, um, but definitely those two stand out in my mind more than the first two that we watched. So we'll see how this continues on yeah. as we move throughout the season because we have a lot more to go. We do. All right. Well. I've been Tara,
1: and I've been Austin, and Merry Christmas, and Happy Holidays.